I'm trying to enlist you, the church, uh, myself, uh, to um, look for people who are either unchurched or maybe they tried church and it didn't fit well with them. Encourage them to try it again. Some things have changed and, and uh, they, may, they may come this time and, and it'd be golden. So I'm uh, trying to uh, get people who maybe have drifted from South Fork and encourage them to come back uh, to church or homecoming, if you want to call it that. Uh, Bob Martin is going to be our evangelist. He's, he's called to do evangelism. Uh, he goes to church at the Bible Center in Bristol. And so, uh, we're, we're also working on some guest singers uh, this year. Okay. Uh, Women's Bible Study. Uh, Grace by God costs us twelve dollars again September sixth, and you've got to sign up by Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? Wednesday, and uh, there's a little more information for you. Yeah, see Betty. And then the men's uh, Bible study. Uh, see Kenny back here. Uh, it's uh, entitled uh, Unanswered Questions, I believe, and it costs thirteen dollars. And uh, begins September sixth. You've got till next Sunday to sign up. You got anything? It'll be a good, good yeah, talk. Yeah, I've already gotten, I'm really excited about this. And I've already gotten one paper in. As soon as I get all the papers in, we'll go have a meeting and talk with them. And they'll probably show us around the school. And, and we might even get our students that day. So I'm just really excited. I think this is going to be a great idea and a great way to reach and help other people. I'm just really <laughs> yeah, this, this is uh, awesome ministry. Other churches uh, I know have done ministries like this. And if you get in, in schools and make contact there, you can reach uh, young couples. And uh, it's, just, it's just awesome ministry. Uh, as well, one on one ministry with kids, also who love children, uh, helping them uh, be a better person and, and uh, learn and grow and adapt to their schooling and everything. Uh, I was going to say something. Oh, yes. Uh, I don't know if they got back up, but when you fill out that, that form, and are there some more out there? Some more of the forms? I don't know if there's any more left. Okay, I printed some. If not, we can, we can print some more. Um, but when you fill out the form, you have to fill out one side and ask, ask questions. They ask you questions about you know your lifestyle stuff. And then on the back, it tells you you've got to go to the website. And uh, one thing I noticed, you got to be really careful how you put that website in there, and don't let the um, the uh, like uh, Google or or Windows change it on you. Put it in there just like they have it, and then uh, when you get on there, uh, right now I don't know how how for how long, but that website is down. Oh, is it? Yes, and uh, they they said it would be back, but I don't know when. So you might want to check on that. Okay. So anyway, awesome opportunity. Don't give up though. If you, if you go on there and set us down, Mark, it's maintenance. Judy said yesterday. Judy said she was on yesterday. Okay, that's when I tried. Uh, <laughs> last, I wrong with you, yeah, I tried yesterday. <laughs> it may be up. It may already be up. But if you run into that, uh, they're just doing maintenance and, and uh, beginning of the new school year stuff. And, Keep on trying. You'll, you'll get on there and like say, I couldn't, and you did. So keep on trying. <laughs> all right. Uh, I think that's all I have to have there. Uh, just look at your newsletter there. A lot of things have 
are in there that we don't mention because we're just trying to hit the highlights with our uh, announcement slides. And uh, I think we're good. Uh, give these back to Shelly before you go. And Thank you. Just put them in the offering plate and then I'll get them. Yeah, you can do that. Put them in the offering plate. Yeah. They can weed them out there. All righty. Uh, choir's going to sing and then we'll have our fellowship song.
Let us pray. Lord, we come to you today, and we just want to praise you, and we want to thank you, Lord, for another great day that you've allowed us to come here as a church and worship you, Lord. As we go into our offering time, we pray, Lord, that you bless this offering for your will, for your ministry, and for the awesome things that you have planned. In your name we pray, God. Thank you. 
thinking about God alone deserves praise. And so to you only, Lord, you only praise.
there's been a launch. You know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, well, he might be uh, out there enough to do that. And uh, so uh, we're we're not at peace. And uh, I, I believe though, uh, one of the things we talked about last Sunday night when we, when we looked at this uh, September 23rd issue, it's all over the internet. Uh, and we looked at what the Bible had to say. One of the things we looked at is that, that the, the, the Antichrist will be revealed. And, and, and he who lets the church, the Holy Spirit, is going to be gone. And uh, we're going to be called up. That's what I was preaching on there the last couple of sermons uh, through First uh, Thessalonians with, with the, the harpazo, the catching up of the church, and the second coming of the Lord. And uh, those who will be called like a, like a thief would catch somebody unawares and uh, they appointed wrath. Uh, but folks, we're, we're not appointed to wrath. Two times it says we are not appointed to wrath. And I believe that. I believe that we're, we're going to be called up. And, and even though we live in the midst of unrest, a time when there is no peace, we can still be at peace individually and we can be at peace as the church. And we need to be. Uh, and now so more than ever, the, the church needs to be united and one. Uh, we, we need to be united and one, even with those who, who are of the, the greater body of Christ around the world. Uh, if they're named Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord of their life, uh, we, we may differ somewhat, but we still need to be at peace with them. Uh, we, we stand for the truth, but, but we, we, uh, we have brothers and sisters in Christ that that uh, uh, we need to love in the Lord and, and we need to be at peace with around the world and in our in our community. And so uh, he talks about in verse 6 and verse 8, and I, I got to preach down and read scripture now. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to after I, I share these two verses. Um, in, in verse 6 and verse 8, he talks about this idea of soberness and uh, to, to let us who are of the day be sober. We're of this day, folks. Uh, uh, the falling away uh, period of time. A, a time period when when uh, the, the works of man and the, the nature of man is evident. When there's signs in the in the heavens, there's signs all over the world. Uh, it's evident that we're, uh, I think, that we're in the last days. And, and we're, we're beginning to feel the birth pains. And we're, we're beginning to understand uh, the, for such an hour as this. We, we were born into this day and this hour. And so it's important for how, how we live, how we live in this church uh, when, it, when it happens. Uh, we, may, we may suffer great persecution. These verses here that a lot of times preachers just run over and uh, don't preach on may be real important to us. They're things, they're, they're nuggets in the midst of, of great doctrines and truths. These, these are practical nuggets that, that we all need to embrace and live by. So let's stand and reverence the Word of God. We'll, 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 we'll read verse 12 and, and, and down to uh, as the Lord leads here. Uh, verse 12, And we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord, and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, to warn those who are unruly, confident, and faint-hearted, and uphold the weak. Be patient with all. Uh, see that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good, both for yourselves and for all. I'm going to read on down verse 22, but I'm not preaching that part, Lord willing. Verse 16, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God Christ Jesus for you. 
Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Father, we come to your presence today. We thank you for uh, these words of truth, these nuggets that Paul put in there at the last. Uh, will sustain the church of Thessalonica. I believe, I believe if we practice them, Lord, they will help us to be the spiritual church you want us to be. Uh, to be a church of peace in the day of crisis, in the day of unrest. Uh, you'll help us to be uh, firm and stable, uh, sober in every way under the things of the Lord. We give you all the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. A lot of times people uh, say that practice makes perfect. Uh, originally, that, that saying was practice makes permanent. <laughs> and to me, that makes more sense. Uh, I don't know if anybody's ever reached perfection uh, by practicing. Uh, most time they they instill what is in them. When, when we were at the men's meeting, one of the athletes that was there talked about how he tried to change his 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 uh, pitch, and that God had gifted him in a different way. He kept trying, trying to get the perfect pitch. Finally, he just gave up, and God made permanent what He given to him. And uh, his practice made it permanent. He ended up, if it's to his benefit, he, he, he's an outstanding uh, you know, athlete. And uh, God, God used that uh, in his life. And, and so we need to practice some things that become permanent. That's what I'm trying to say. In our lives as the church, uh, to practice them. And the more we practice them, the more they become a part of our life. And the more they become, they become uh, permanent. And so Paul announces Paul us here... Uh, Three ways uh, to honor your church leaders. And, and that's, I'm not too bothered horn today, like I said. Uh, we're preaching through the book of uh, Thessalonians. We've come to this passage, so here it is. And uh, so we're talking about church leaders altogether, though. There's many church leaders in this in this uh, congregation right now. Uh, leaders amongst us. And, and uh, God has placed you there. And so uh, this word here means uh, it means to know them in such a way that you appreciate them, uh, and, and it's tied into their work. I, I ran across a, a little thing here. I think you'll you'll find humorous, but it, but it also uh, gives the flavor. I think of what he's telling them at Thessalonica, the how to treat their leaders. Uh, and this is a suggestion by someone. It didn't say who. Uh, 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 five ways to get rid of your pastor. <laughs> you're gonna like this. I guarantee you, it's not negative. It's, you're gonna like it. Uh, but uh, Jim, you got you got the market on this today. Uh, sit up front, smile, say amen. <laughs> and every time he says something good, he will preach himself to death. <laughs> Keep on saying amen. Uh, and. Uh, you get, I, think, I, I think you get the point. Uh, number two, uh, pat him on the back and tell him what good work he's doing in the church and community. He will work himself to death. And so he'll preach himself to death and work himself to death. And this, can, this applies to all leaders. You know, this, this, I just ran across this. I thought it was humorous, but it got the point across. Uh, number three, increase your offering in the church. He will suffer from shock. <laughs> I get a shock head. Uh, or tell him you've decided to share your faith and win souls for Christ. He would probably suffer a heart attack. <laughs> if you come in here and tell me you led three people, four people to the Lord, I might have a heart attack. Uh, I hope it's true. Uh, 
Uh, verse 5, uh, get the whole church to bed together and pray for him. He will get so efficient that some uh, other uh, uh, church will will call him and, and, and call him. There you go. I figure out where. Some, some other church will come by him and give him a call. That will take him off your hands. Keep <laughs> on praying. You get, you get the point. Uh, know, appreciate the leaders. Know your leaders, whoever they are, whether it's a Sunday school teacher or a deacon or, or a children's minister or a youth minister or uh, whoever is leading. Uh, know, know them. Appreciate them. Let them know that, that you uh, you appreciate them. And he, he goes on here a little bit further. He said, and esteem them very highly. Uh, the, the word here is... Let me see if I can pronounce it right. Who per et parasites. I think that's how you, you pronounce it. I, 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 can, I, I transliterated it. I probably could do it better in, in the Greek. But it means uh, very highly. And it, it means, it means uh, it's, it's, a, it's like this triple effect that it has. And it, it, it means to the point of being excessive. You say, well, what, why is that necessary? Well, you don't know how much the enemy fights leaders. Uh, how much he, he brings them down. So they need an excessiveness to bring them up. If your Sunday school teacher is down, compliment them, pep them up, bend, get excessive about it. You know, they may look at it and say, what's wrong with you? But yeah, all right. Uh, if you're deacon, you know, he's, he's there for you and for to support the pastor. But, but lift your deacons up. Uh, encourage them. Uh, in the Lord, we have an encouragement team, and and uh, they do a wonderful job. And uh, but help them uh, go the extra mile in encouraging and encouraging everyone. And it says because of their work, uh, it's important work. God's work, the Lord's work, is important work. It's it's eternal work. Uh, souls are souls are in the balance, and uh, souls are at stake. And if I can tell you by experience, if if uh, if you get down. If you're, if you're discouraged, if, if you're uh, needing someone to, to know you to, to the point that they esteem you or, or honor and respect you and it uh, doesn't happen, oftentimes you may let opportunities slide. You let, you let opportunities for the gospel, the minister, because you're so down. You can't pour out anymore. You can't, you can't give anymore. And, and so uh, do this for your leaders. They will appreciate it. And uh, uh, everyone who is leader in the church in some way, if you, even if you feel led just as an individual, say, well, I don't know what they do. God tells you to do it. Just do it anyway. You know? uh, whoever it is, uh, lift them up. And uh, the Bible says there in verse 13, live at peace among yourselves. And I think he's, he's, uh, he's going back to the leaders. Uh, be careful. The enemy oftentimes uses the body of Christ to to rip that leaders, to, to tear them down. Uh, the Holy Spirit will tell you that that's wrong. And uh, listen to Him. Uh, and when the tongue starts to say something, back off and say, uh-uh, you mean you're not getting this one. Uh, and, and go back and do what the Holy Spirit says. Uh, there, it also talks about here in verse 14, 15, uh, about church members in general. Uh, and he, he talks about uh, several of them here, and the the first one is uh, tattoos. Uh, so what's that? I don't, I don't know either. Uh, no, uh, it means unruly. It means uh, admonish with grace the unruly. 
It's, it's those uh, people, it's a military term, and it means that they've gotten out of the ranks, and they, they've gotten out of line, they're, they're, uh, they're there, uh, not being disciplined like a good soldier is. Uh, we were talking about Ralph's dad the other day, and, and the military, you don't care about using this, but you don't care, you don't care. Uh, the military uh, disciplined him. And Ralph was saying, go to his house, and he's got his shoes tied and sitting side by side in order. They're ready. He's disciplined. And uh, he, he will, he, you know, all of his clothes in the right place, disciplined. Because that's what the military put into it. Uh, members of a church need to have a discipline. They need to be uh, responsible, not idle. That's what this this word is is uh, leading to. Uh, that they're they're not being disrespectful, or slanderous, or lazy, but but they're 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 not being admonished by leaders uh, to to get in there and do what they they do uh, for for the Lord. Uh, it's it's a strong word, and uh, it, it, he, he tells it. Leaders to put them in mind, and so if your Sunday school teacher is uh, maybe stepping on your toes or or uh, admonishing you, and you say, "Man, this is tough," he's supposed to, or she's supposed to. Uh, if if uh, sometimes a pastor, and I can say it because I step on my own toes sometimes, <laughs> and I admonish myself sometimes, and oftentimes. And uh, that's that's just the way it is. We we remind ourselves because because we want to stay disciplined. We we want to stay uh, where we need to be uh, for the Lord. And so we're we're to encourage one another. He says, encourage the faint hearted. And and this is a group of, of folks. There's there's a word for this. Uh, uh, it, it means faint hearted. In the Old Testament, you had the idea uh, in the Old Testament Greek. Uh, translation it had the ideal of small souled, uh, someone who had been through a trial, a difficult time, and and they feel small in this in their soul because they're shaken, because because their world is falling apart, and in Thessalonica they're being persecuted. So I'm sure there were people that were getting small souled. Or faint-hearted, they they needed to be encouraged. Uh, you may see somebody uh, in in Southport. Uh, don't just wonder what's going on with them. Encourage them. Go to them. Encourage them. Lift them up because uh, you don't know what people are going through. And there's there's a lot of things. Uh, these people could have even been anxious because there was a lot of trouble uh, caused by false teachers. That maybe the Lord had already come. And so they were faint-hearted. They were small-souled. And they, they just didn't know, should I keep on going on? The Lord's coming. He left me. <laughs> uh, he, he, the, the Lord knows what we're going through. That's what I'm trying to say. Who knows what you're going through today? Uh, you know, we there are some folks in the church that we, we know are going through some really tough times right now. And maybe they feel they really feel small-souled or, or faint-hearted. Encourage them. Encourage them, uh, lift them up, and verbally do. People like to hear uh, when they're hurting. They don't. They don't. They don't need you to be putting it down. They need you to be 
They need to hear words of lifting up, encouragement, stuff that will put meat on their soul and help them not be so uh, small, small-hearted. Uh, words help hurting people. And he's, he goes on to say here, verse 14, to help the weak. Uh, this refers to people who are physically weak, mentally weak, emotionally weak, spiritually weak. Uh, I think you get the flavor of what Paul is saying here. Uh, we're all, we're in a sense, we're all hurting people. We're all, we're all uh, people who, who need one another. And at times, we're stronger times we're weaker. At some point in time, we may go beyond faint-hearted or small soul to this word here that is beyond that. And it has the ideal of like, I know all of you have been here, you got in your car and you took off down the road and you're just thinking about everything else. And all of a sudden, your car starts, you know, and you're going, what in the world? And all of a sudden, you look down at the gas can, and it's setting past the heat. And you went past that little buffer, and you got into the heat, and you're out of gas. Run out of gas. Anyone not been here? <laughs> Most of you drivers, some of you haven't driven, driven yet. Guess what? You will run out of gas one day. <laughs> and it may be where you don't want it to be. You run out of gas. I remember one time we were coming up and and I I knew I was looking at the gas in and I knew we could make it to Glade Springs. <laughs> Coming from out there. We get on that hill right before Glade Springs. Well that mistake all of a sudden, we're on the side of the interstate. Two little kids, and they're all grown up now, on the side of the interstate. And oh, man, that, that's a scary thing. If you ever got out on the interstate, those tractors, trailers, and cars, by yourself, you add two kids you look, you know, uh, to that equation. So, uh, we start, I'll finish the story right now. We started up through there. We, we were going to walk. And I could, in my mind, I can't leave them in the car because who's going to come by? And uh, what's going to happen to them when I'm gone? And so I said, we're going to stick together. We, and we got way over next to the grass, all the way, and we're going up through there and had a plan. And, I, and uh, we're, we're going up through there. And all of a sudden, <laughs> and it's tractor trailer, he pulled air brake, and he was coming over. And I'm like, oh no! And uh, we're still like a mile away. And uh, he pulls over, and gets out. I I didn't know if he was friend or foe at that point in time, but uh, he was trying to help us. And uh, I don't know if they remember it or not, but all of a sudden we're up in the cab of the the tractor, that tractor truck. Remember that? And we're up in there, and he's giving us a ride. Uh, to the gas station. And uh, God took care of us, but, but we've run out of gas. The point is, and we needed help. Uh, and we got to the service station, and I'm like, I'll have a gas can. I didn't see any for sale anywhere. And um, I'm like, boy, 
what I'm going to do. And all of a sudden, here comes this police officer whipping in there. And he goes, was that you on the interstate? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but I said, yes, sir. Uh, we, that was us. We broke down. He said, well, it's dangerous out there. And said, let me help you. Because I he was, he was a member of Rosedale Baptist Church. And so God had put him there to help us fill our gas tank up. He was, he was that person. Uh, from the truck driver, now to the police officer. And um, uh, he even had a he even had a plan. This is this is this is a practical moment here. If you run out of gas and you don't have a funnel on that can, it's hard to get your gas in your gas can because it's got a flap that springs up there and keeps it sealed off. And if you just pour it in there, you're going to lose ninety percent of it on the ground. So you got to have a plan. Open up that little hole. And so uh, he he had had a piece of cardboard, he rolled it around, made a funnel, stuck it down in that hole, poured the gas in, and we were off. We had some gas to go on, uh, folks. Uh, we all get weak, and uh, we all run out of gas. We get low on gas, and and it, it may be on beyond our means to get the gas, or to get to where the gas is, but someone else can get us there. Someone else can can plug into our lives and, and be a part of our, our faint-heartedness, can be a part of our, our weakness when we're exhausted and burnt out and wore out and dead in the road morally, spiritually, physically. Uh, that's why he told us the next thing. Be patient. We have to be patient with one another uh, because we're in this together to help one another get to what, where we're going, get to what we need to do, Accomplish what God has called us to do. And so I hope, I hope you, you see what Paul is saying. To have a church, healthy church, we got to be there for one another. And we got to help one another, <coughs> encouraging, lifting up, bringing them out of dead in the road, spinning the wheels again, moving on uh, with the Lord. Let's stand this morning. God speaks for our I want to ask us to do several things as our hands are bowed and our eyes are closed this morning. <coughs> First of all, if you don't know Christ your Savior, uh, you will be faint-hearted a lot. You will be dead in the road without a hope. Jesus will make a difference in your life. This altar is open. Come down. You're a believer in I want to ask you to, first of all, think of someone, think of a, a particular individual, and say, God's laid this person on my heart. I'm first of all going to pray for them. I'm second of all going to go to them, encourage them, lift them up, put some gas in their tank. The third thing this morning. Maybe you just need someone to lay a hand on you, not ask why or anything else. Just lay a hand on you and pray for you. Is there anyone like that this morning? If you'll come to this altar, someone will come behind you and they will lay a hand on your shoulder.
and they will pray for you. There are folks that are coming. If you can encourage somebody, please come and lay a hand on these individuals that's coming and pray for them this morning.
We give you all the praise, honor, and glory for your purpose and plan. Paul talked about later in this passage. We give you all, all praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. We wait on the praise. So we just pray. Uh, we're going to go in the fear of the Lord. Uh, God bless you.